Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Section K Podcast. Today's Tuesday, October the 8th. We are live from the South Point Hotel and Casino and Equestrian Center here at the Pacific Coast Futurity in Las Vegas. I'm joined with Colburn Blue Larson. What's up? And we got two-time intermediate champion at this year's 2019 Holy Cow Performance hey. Horses Pacific Coast Cutting Horse Association Futurity champions Cass Tatum who uh, won the four-year-old intermediate finals aboard cocktail hour catastrophe for the owner STM quarter horses from Weatherford Texas and then came back in the five six and was co-champions in the five six intermediate on his lovely wife's horse Bob Smart Ray marked a 220 there Cass what's up big dog welcome to the show man thanks man thanks for having me yeah dude this is cowboy Cass. yeah this is awesome I, this is sweet i feel like we've talked about you a fair bit here on the section k podcast and obviously you're extremely good friends with me cody and colbrin uh, all these years we've been whether it's spending time in fort worth and us grilling at the trailer going to hofbrow um being at the bash and going to logan's and having dinner after the shows and whatnot i feel like uh, chatting in the loping pit yeah all of us are pretty good friends and this has kind of been a long time coming uh, if you don't know Cass, he's an assistant trainer over at lloyd cox cutting horses how many years have you been at lloyd's now Cass? uh after the fraternity it'll be three years three years man and if you haven't seen Cass out and about at the shows there's probably a good reason for that he's usually grinding it doesn't matter if he if he comes to the show he's generally horseback 90 percent of the time i feel like uh we were passing one of our friends chris stanford in the in the hallway here earlier and he's like yeah i know you Cass, but i never see you not on a horse and i feel like that is extremely fitting of Cass. and i mean Cass is just a blue collar guy he shows up rolls his sleeves up and goes to work it don't matter where he is or what he's doing and i think that's why we all like you Cass. so first and foremost Let's talk, before we get into your wife's horse, let's talk a little bit about Cocktail Hour Catastrophe. You marked a 222, picked up $5,000. Kind of what were were you feeling, um, really, just having the opportunity to come to Vegas and show not only that horse, but Backstreet Cat as well. Um, You were fourth on that one for Lloyd and Christina, but what was your, what was kind of your game plan, just coming to Vegas in general? I know just being in the intermediate and stuff there's not all the shows are leveled and there's not always an opportunity to show so kind of what were you thinking coming out well i was pumped up um they told me i was going to show i knew i was going to show mine and chelsea's mare but they told me i was going to get to show backstreet cat um i've loved we call that mary electra the cocktails are catastrophe mare uh but i didn't know i was going to get to show her in fact uh i was going through the draw for the intermediate see where i drew on backstreet cat and i saw my name on that mare <laughs> i was like hell yeah <laughs> i mean i love that mare i got the starter as a two-year-old and um i've always had a soft spot in my heart for that mare she's uh she's pretty wicked and uh i just i love her so how surprised were you? What, what were you thinking when well, you looked I mean, at the Well, I mean, honestly, I looked at Chelsea, and I said, holy shit, did they put me in the draw? <laughs> <laughs> I hate to cuss on this deal, but that's the way I said it. You know, it was, it was pretty awesome. I, I, I was happy to show Backstreet Cat. That's been a super good gilding for Christina and, you know, Lloyd Small Futurity and him. I, I've always liked that horse, and I was pumped up, but um, I was real tickled to get to show that mare. 
So cocktail hour catastrophe, uh, sired by one-time royalty, I guess the SDM quarter horses, mm-hmm. um, they own one-time royalty are the ones that, that bought one-time royalty, correct? Yes, sir. And yeah. what, what mares that out of again? Uh, Miss Martini play. Pretty royal, royal blood right there. That's for sure. Um, so no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. You can't slip anything past this guy. It's like, it doesn't matter if we're at the bar, if we're anywhere. You cannot. I've hung out with y'all so long, you better be cunning. That's true. That's very true. Very true. So after that, had two horses in the four-year-old finals. And obviously, Bob Smart Ray. I mean, if you haven't seen Cass's wife dominating in the non-pro competition, whether it's in Fort Worth or out here in Vegas, um, Bob Smart raises a six-year-old. It's kind of her one of her last two raws, I would think. So what did that mean? Obviously, your wife, I assume she'd let you show her here and yeah, there. Yeah, I don't get to show her unless she gives me the, the green light. <laughs> the green light. So I was pretty pumped up when she told me I got the opportunity. But, no, like in all seriousness, like what's it mean to you to – after you've seen Chelsea do so well on that mare and, and with this being late in her six-year-old year, like what's it mean to get it done? I mean, well, both of you guys have won championships on her now. It means the world to me. Uh, everything I got because of that mare, you know, and Lloyd and Christina, they've helped me out a lot with that mare. Lloyd has for sure. He works her. I don't work that mare. Every now and then he'll ask me to knock the fresh off of her so he ain't got to deal with her, you know, when she ain't been worked in a while. He ain't getting no younger. But uh, for sure, he, they they've been – very good to me when it comes to that mare uh, i needed a uh, six grand to get her to two hundred thousand, and probably all but 15 or 20 of that chelsea's one and um it, it was very sentimental to me because that mare's been so good to me and my wife and my family that uh i made the finals on her and got to win i have I'm, i've shown her a handful of times but um and I've always been successful on her, minus the bash. The bash was the first finals I ever missed on that mare. And uh, that, that was in her. the limited, correct? Uh, the, yeah, the limited. The yeah, standalone I show, limited yeah, there at the, the bash. Yeah, I just got to show her in that. And When uh, did y'all get her? Uh, after Jeremy Barwick showed her. Adon trained the mare. Jeremy Barwick caught rode her for Adon at the fraternity. She went out and... Um, we bought her the night before the three-year-old or the fraternity non-pro started and bought Chelsea a slot. Chelsea ended up fourth on her at the fraternity. So it was, it's kind of sweet it's how it all out. went down. Yeah. It's worked out. And I understand you guys have sold some babies out of her as well. I think Lisa Taylor has one, correct? Yeah. The oldest one is a yearling coming two year old Philly, a hottish out of that mare. And, um, yeah, I sold her. Pat texted me when she was three weeks old and wanted to buy her for Lisa as a birthday present, and uh, I couldn't turn down the money. Yeah, and I mean, you guys are such good friends with Pat and Lisa that's not really selling one to like. It's not like y'all aren't going to know where that horse is going to go. What What do you think the difference is two years ago, whenever you got the chance to show, and like where your head was at going to show at this kind? Lloyd Cox. <laughs> What's it that Jesse says, WWLD? Yeah, that guy's rank. I mean, he's the best in our business. Getting to work for him has been such a pleasure, you know? I mean, you you can't work for nobody better than Lloyd. He's a great family man. He's a great mentor. He uh, He pushes you to be better, but he doesn't push you verbally. 
he uh he makes you think about what you're doing you know he'll question you and ask you like hey why'd you do that he never reprimands you for what you do he always like hey uh, what was your thought behind that and he doesn't make you feel dumb about it but he makes you question yourself to be better so, so working for him has been a blessing. So you know? speaking of Lloyd's, can you kind of give us a little rundown of what a day in the life for you is like at Lloyd Cox Cutting Horses when you're at home? Well, yeah, I mean, I wake up, I drag the pen, I get horses saddled, um, and then it, it's pretty cool. It's different than anywhere else I've ever worked. Uh, we just kind of go at them. You know, his show horses are his show horses. He takes pride in them. I don't work his show horses but those threes are ours and uh, we go at them you know it's nothing different than anywhere else but i get to do whatever i want to do you know like it, he doesn't hold a tight rein on me he kind of lets me train how i want to train and it's cool because it's it's not like hey you do it my way it's you do it your way and let's accommodate each other so it gives you the opportunity to grow. Is there ever a particular day that he was working a particular horse that you were like, oh, my gosh? Every time he pulls second spot out of the, <laughs> yeah. every time he pulls second spot out of the stall, I'm like, holy crap, look at this mare crawl. Yeah. I mean, her, copperish, blackish. I mean, he, he set up. You know, I, I love watching him work all his open show horses. They're just so so unreal you know he's got he's got the best string going in my opinion and that has to be really cool watching i mean day in day out of him being at peak when he's working those horses all the time well there's never not a day that i don't just drop my jaw and say holy hell that just happened you know (laughs) i mean uh, i got the best seat in the house you know all them top trainers say it that I have the best seat because I'm sitting in the middle of them. You know, I have the best seat because I get to watch second spot, copperish, blackish, you know, hot heels, slow ride, Miss Baby Cakes, X's and O's. I get to watch all them horses. Speaking of X's and O's, talk a little bit about what it was like being on the Cox crew whenever Papa Jody showed X's and O's at the Derby and I mean, just kind of what your feeling was a, after watching her. I mean, I assume you've seen that mare yeah, do some absolutely. of that stuff at the house. I, Lloyd doesn't ever let her do that stuff, though. You know, she she's a creepy, crawly individual, and he he keeps all that stuff contained. But I'll tell you what, at the Derby, whenever he turned her loose, it was pretty fun to watch, especially Jody. Jody's such a showman, you know. That guy's one of the best showmans in our business. And to be the age he is and still be able to go throw down like that, that's saying something, you know? And just one of the coolest guys, too. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, he he ain't no different than Lloyd or Bo or Austin Shepard. You know, them three guys are the top three showmen in my book. Matt Miller, you can throw Matt into that mix. But they got ice in their veins, and whenever they walk to the herd, I mean – it's on. There ain't no BS. And it there doesn't matter no, what's going on anywhere it, else. It don't matter. I mean, like, They're when they walk to the herd, it's let's win. Yeah. And they don't care what it takes. They're going to do it. And that's why you always see their names in the top. You know, them guys, Matt Gaines is up there, all them guys. I mean, there's a there's a list that goes on and on of the top showmen. But them guys, like Jody, 
Jody might not train as much anymore, but when it comes to that show pin, that guy's he's super crazy. ranked. Yeah. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And he it's sold it, too, you know. Yep. He, he sold that whole run. The judges could have went either way with how they did, and they so desired to choose what they choose. But, I mean, that guy is unreal for his age. Mm-hmm. And just, he. I mean, it was cool to see him have that smile on his face yeah. whenever he quit, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he knew he did it, and it was awesome to watch. And Lloyd was just as pumped up as he was, you know. And that's cool to watch. So, speaking of going around and showing in the Derby, um, with it being three-year-old and fraternity season, um, how many horses are you guys hauling to any given show during these these months that are going on right now? Well, the Fort Worth shows are different for us, you know. I'm usually down there during the Open because I normally get to show. And um, we always take at at least 21 probably normally 26 head you know but throughout the show the three-year-olds come down and they work threes and all that stuff and then about when the open's over i get to go home and go back to working three-year-olds so i mean there's a lot of horses that come in and out of those shows like this show we brought 21 head we brought 14 show horses six big fraternity threes and one turnback horse so at most shows we stay fairly busy. That's plenty to take care yeah. of. That's for sure. I know if you walk down any aisle that has the cox cutting horses, you can generally walk one aisle over, and that lane will generally be full of horses. Still well. cox cutting yeah, horses. I know, I know yeah. at, at the bi, um, there's a plethora of cox cutting horses halters hanging from the the stall doors there, and I think the same can be said about Fort Worth too. I think that that normal Lloyd Cox Lane is full all the way down and then some on the other side we interrupt this interview to bring you a word from our sponsor western bloodstock conducts all of the sales at the ncha and nrcha major events in fort worth texas whether you are looking for a ready-made show horse broodmares or your next young prospect western bloodstock has many options available to fulfill your performance horse needs like their page on facebook Western Bloodstock LTD, or visit their webpage, www.westernbloodstock.net. Also, be sure and check out the NRCHA Snafflebit Futurity Sales, which are being held in conjunction with the NRCHA Snafflebit Futurity. Those sales will be taking place on October 18th and 19th at the Will Rogers Equestrian Center in Fort Worth, Texas. Cass, what got you into horses? You're obviously a West Texas cowboy. Um... How'd you get started riding cutting horses? Well, my funny, uh, my story's pretty funny. You know, um, both of my parents are school teachers. I didn't start riding horses till I was 15. Graduated when I was 16. Went to work for a guy that Clay Johnson worked for for years. Um, but the guy who got me into riding horses is Cody Porterfield's wife, uh, her grandfather, uh, Noah White. He he taught me how to start colts and how to ride and i'd been riding about a year taught me how to rope and then i went to work for uh jeff williams and rod smith who clay worked for for years probably seven eight nine years take care of wheat cattle and stuff or no we started colts for like the best of the remuda sale the the western heritage sale we started uh colts for bags um a lot of them big outfits mill shoes all those bigger outfits out there we rode a bunch of the colts and then we day worked on the side you know and then um i got a phone call from a 
a horse dentist out there in West Texas said Ty Brown was looking for a job, and I was about 18. And I went to work for Ty out in Hope, Arkansas, and that was my first cutting job. Did you know pretty much from that day on that you wanted to be a cutting horse trainer? Well, I worked for Ty for about a year and a half, and then he moved to Weatherford. He left me up there in Arkansas, and I moved down to Weatherford, and that's when him and Bubba Matlock were working together. And my dad stays fairly sick. He's got MS. and uh, he I didn't got, know that. I didn't know yeah. that. My grandmother had MS. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and my dad got real sick, and I had to move home for a few months, and I went back to punching cows, and... Uh, I just wanted to go back to cutting, and once he got a little better, he he fought cancer that year, and once he got a little better, I moved back, went back to work for uh, Ty and Bubba for a little bit, and after that, I went to work for Matt Miller. Pride of Poolville, Texas. Yeah, that's a good family, Matt yep. and Megan. Yeah, yep. real good family. How many years did you work for Matt? Uh, Almost two years. Yeah. That's a pretty solid stint over there cbl's here working for the m&m crew doing a little show helping here at the pacific coast fraternity talk a little bit about what it means to be able to come out here to the pacific coast uh fraternity and not only be able to show but win the purses and the prize money that the intermediate paid out here oh man it's been awesome i mean they always put on a good show out here uh this year the cows are a little tougher than what they have been in the past but that's i mean that's any cutting you go to you know cows cows ain't never what we want them to be so we gotta make do with the cards we're dealt you know which is funny we're at a casino <laughs> but uh, i mean you this gotta guy. this guy you gotta do the best with what you do you know and that's something lloyd always says there everybody wants to drop and complain about a cut and he always says that the the bottom line is going in there and trying to win and i'm fortunate i got to you know i'm fortunate i got to show that the horses i got to show and that i got a guy like i mean my job's fairly simple i i don't work them lloyd gets to work them you know i beg him to work my mare and he them two that he's got in his barn and he works them and i get i get the fun job i get to step on and go show you know and it's cool having people like Bo and Matt Miller and Casey Green and Lloyd and normally Clay Johnson's there with me uh, coaching me along. You know, it's always something you get to learn from. And this show's been great. I mean, I always wanted to feel like what it felt like to be Rodrigo Toboga and just go in there and <laughs> kick Brazilian ass and man. take people's names, you know. And Rodrigo's when I got done, I walked up to Rodrigo and I was like, dude, this is what it feels like. Uh, I mean, he knew, yeah, you know, for so sure. It, it's pretty awesome to get the opportunity. So, speaking of South Point, what's your favorite activity at the South Point when you're not? Man, I don't horses? gamble or nothing, so I just I like hanging out with my wife and my friends. You know, it, it's fun just to get to go socialize. Yep. Kaz, give us a little words of wisdom about getting to i mean you've been you've you've had to do it all in the cutting i mean from loping horses washing boots cleaning stalls hauling to las vegas hauling how I mean, many ever had to you've, las, you've, yeah, las vegas. sorry lloyd about uh blowing the motor out of your truck i didn't i swear to god i didn't mean oh, to that's do right that. didn't yeah <laughs> didn't porterfield come pick you up yeah thank god thanks porterfield big shout out for coming and getting me where was that uh, about 40 miles outside of vegas no kidding mm-hmm 
could smell the Las Vegas air. and That's why that motor blew. It could smell it, man. It knew it was all polluted. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best advice you give a young 20-year-old, 18-year-old that's interested in... It's cleaning stalls and loping horses yeah. and... Man, hard, hard work pays for everything, you know. Um, that was that was stomped into my head by my dad and my grandpa for years. And uh, whatever you do, you do the best at what you do. It, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You you go 150 percent, and hard work always pays off. Uh, it it's felt like it's taken a long time for it to pay off for me, and I say that I've been fortunate. You know, when I worked for Don, I made open finals, and now that I work for Lloyd, I I haven't missed very many finals, and. Um, but it's all about ducking your head and doing your job, you know, no matter what. And that's something Cowboy installed in my brain pretty hard is no matter what you do, you strive to be the best at what you do. And those those top guys like Lloyd, people think that Lloyd is lucky and gifted, and he's all that. He's lucky. He's gifted. He's talented at what he does. But let me tell you something. To be 54 years old and come to the barn – and hang with a 29-year-old that works like I do, that's saying something because that guy works his ass off. And he isn't given nothing. He works for everything he's been, you know, everything he's got, he's he's put his heart and soul into. And that, that to me, working for him was the coolest thing because I thought that before I went to work for him. And this guy, he's there when i'm there and he leaves when i leave and he puts the same hours in i do every day and he don't there ain't no quit in him and that's why he's the best to me you know and that makes me work even harder you know when he leaves i pull out some of my outside horses i might rework them you know because that guy is so successful due to hard work it nothing was given to him so therefore i hard work is what makes you better and i I really respect that about the guy we don't call him the goat on this podcast for nothing amen yeah and he 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 still works daily to be the best he is so fun to watch show and he's fun to watch work man i just couldn't imagine watching him every single day of your life for three years well i told him my iq's dropped since i went to work for him because i thought i had like you never think you have it figured out but you think that you might have at least a a roundabout idea what's going on and then i'll watch him work and he'll work these average horses that i've been working he's on a different planet yeah and i'll get on him after about three days of him working and they don't feel average you know and i'm like dear god my iq has dropped you know (laughs) he he makes you feel dumb by his simplicity is what he does i think the the way people put it is that lloyd cox has made a lot of young cutting horse trainers go crazy trying to emulate what lloyd does it's like you can't copy what well lloyd does. And they're, they're crazy for trying to copy what anybody does because lloyd told me this about the third week i went to work for him so i went to work for him the first two weeks i loped horses and i thought holy crap Cass, what have you gotten yourself into <laughs> you know like you're loping i know how to lope i've loped for the last 11 years you know and then one day he was like hey work this horse i'll never forget it it was styling cat gilding that john mclaren owned 
and I was working it on the flag this before we got the machine. I got a few good pops in on it, and this thing got right, you know, and it was pretty cool. And after that, he told me, he said, Cass, I ain't asking you to come work for me to imitate me. I'm asking you to come work for me to work the way that you work. He says, I like the way that you work horses. That's why I hired you. And he said, young trainers want to try imitating people. And this is something that's always stuck with me. Young trainers want to try imitating people. Be yourself. Take a little bit from everybody and make your own program because yeah. it's all about what fits you. You well, can't be me. And he said, I can't be Austin Shepard. And Austin Shepard can't be Matt Miller. And Matt Miller can't be the next great. You know what I mean? Like It goes on and on, but it's all about what fits you. Damn, that was good. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to get to if we're damn near half an hour, which I feel like is great? Anything else you guys are looking forward to while we're here at the Pacific Coast Futurity? I guess Chelsea's got a, a ride or two on Bob Smart Ray to finish out her age event career. You guys aren't going to go to Jackson, are you? I'll kind of get turn into no. Futurity mode here after the – Pacific Coast Yeah, Virginia. after this show, Lloyd might go out there for the weekend cuttings because he's hauling copper, as you know, but um, this is the last last stage event for Bob Smart Ray for us. So I hope she goes out there and gets him. You Heck know, yeah. it would mean a lot. That mare means a lot to her, and uh, I hope I hope they go get it. Amen. Be sweet. Yeah. Amen. Well, yeah, be looking for Bob Smart Ray, Chelsea Tatum, and the non-pro competition. Good luck to everybody else that's going to be showing out here at the Pacific Coast Futurity. Um, thanks so much for bearing with us while we took a little week off while CBL was making the trek up here with our boy Cody Hedlund, who is currently showing in the four-year-old stakes here at the at the um, Pacific Coast Futurity. So I hope you smoke them down, Cody, man. Yeah, man, get him, <laughs> give it, Give it to him, old spur, son. Give him a spur bath, as Jonathan Rogers always says. Uh, but Cass, man, it's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. Can't thank you, Cowboy Cass. Well, I've been uh, wanting by. to be on here for a long time. I'm <laughs> glad I got a reason to be. Well, I, we can't thank you enough for all your support, and you text us pretty much every week, and whether it's good or bad, you tell us what you honestly think, and we greatly appreciate that. And well, this deal's great for cutting, man. It's it's good for those who don't know, and uh, it's refreshing for me. You know, I don't keep up with cutting probably like I should. When I'm at home, I'm grinding pretty hard, and I pop some wireless earphones in, and I just listen to this while I'm working horses, and it's pretty fun. Heck, yeah. That's cool to hear. Well, we appreciate it, man. Yeah. And no, I appreciate y'all. Um, this is sweet. Big congratulations again. Two-time champion out here in the four-year-old intermediate and in the five-six intermediate. Um, well, thanks to my wife for letting me show my yeah. mare and Lloyd and Christina for mounting me. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Cass Tatum. Y'all you the man. Good.